Alright. Alright, so, welcome to Dopish. Dopish. We got Kristen here cooking this. Uh, what are you cooking? I'm going to do my take on a shrimp and lobster birria with the, um, the cream. It's going to be a cream based broth with some crab in it. So that's what I'm doing. Twisting it up a little bit. It's very interesting. Yeah, I um, basically relished up some onions and tomato into a, like a fine relish in here before I threw the shrimp in to add some bonus flavor. I'm trying to heat up so it cooks good. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. It's easy and it's delicious. It smells really good. So for like the sauce, what are you um, I'm going to take whatever's left from the seafood. I'm going to take the seafood and dump it into a bowl. Take the juices that are left from the seafood and then add heavy whipping cream and then some Romano, Parmesan, and Asiago to it and whisk it. And then probably some basil too. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely. Sounds fire. So this is uh this is what Milo mixed up the other day, and it's for seafood. Milo's so. seafood mix. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna cool. be coming out with some seasoning mixes in, nice. in her honor. So okay. Definitely gonna do that. Uh, where uh where are you gonna uh, have it for sale at? Um, probably gonna create an Etsy store or something, or do an online store. Nice. I'll be able to ship it and everything. If you guys actually have enough for sale, I'm actually uh, doing this uh, vendor event on Thursday. Oh, nice. So if you okay. have any like any stuff like that that you want to sell. Yeah, I should be getting my containers tomorrow. I can start mixing them up. Right. Yeah, for sure. That would be dope. All right, so shrimp and lobster. Is the lobster in there too? Not yet. I, okay. We wait till the shrimp is almost done, then add the lobster because the lobster cooks faster. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I'm just stirring so it evenly coats up the seasoning. So what's uh what what's your passion for cooking? Like why why do you what interests you in cooking? Um, I just really like coming up with flavors that you know people don't really think about doing, and mixing up different nationalities and cultures and bring them into one basically. And you you and cook as well, right? Yeah, I cook. Yeah. I just cook uh, everything for real, and I just go off the top. Uh, back in the day, you know, that's what my pops did. So, and we come home and be like just some random stuff thrown together. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I do, man. That's what I do. As long as I think that I think it's gonna taste good, then I just put it together. So. Gotcha. Okay. What is y'all favorite things to cook? Definitely seafood. Yes. Yeah. Seafood. Seafood. Yeah. Seafood. Fish. Um, she called me the meat man. <laughs> yeah, and he's really good with the meat, so yeah, I'm really good. You, you also, you hunt and fish too. Yeah, I do both of them, so, uh, I like, I like fresh fish and fresh food, man, because it's a big difference from when you get it from the store. Mm -hmm. They put all that preservatives and all that other stuff to make the meat red. Yeah. And, uh, you can taste it. And the steroids, you can see it in it. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, but, like, if you had a fresh chicken, you would see that that's not the same size as what you're buying. Right. If you, buy, if you buy, like, frozen fish from the store and you catch the same fish and you throw it in there, it, it has a totally better. different taste. Yeah, that tastes way better. So mm -hmm. that's why I like fishing so much because it tastes. What's your favorite uh, seafood <sighs> to uh, to eat or to well not just I to eat but mine's to prepare? Blue crab. I'm not to prepare. My favorite is to eat is blue crab. Preparing is something like this. Are blue crabs the small ones? Yeah, yeah the smaller. You just eat the like what's it called the knuckle. What? Why is Miley getting a knife? <laughs> 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 Milo, what are you 
Yeah, I don't think that's enough. We're playing Play-Doh. Oh, okay. <laughs> she ran off like a hobbit. <laughs> um, what, 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 the snow crabs? What are you talking about? Um, I'm talking about the cluster part for the blue crab. That's all you need out of it. You don't need the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. What about preparing, like, cooking? Um, I like prepping. It just takes my mind off of everything, and I'm just in the zone with the food, so. It's, like, kind of an escape. My, mine would be grilling, like, grilling on the grill. Because then, you know, you're just chilling, talking to your boys, and drinking beers. Coming yeah. Some brews, man. Yeah, social, social, <laughs> It is relaxing to grill. It is very relaxing. So that's my favorite steak. I need to stop. It's really good for you, but hey, it's so damn good. I do like your steak. Man, I like it probably medium. I don't like it too rare. Yes, I that. I like my medium. I don't like it too rare either. Yeah, if it's a puddle of blood, I think I'm gonna pass on that one. Yeah, the only way for that to happen is for you to be in the kitchen doing it myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, 100%. Have you ever had like a cooking job? Actually, no. <laughs> I mean, I was at one point I was selling food out of my kitchen, like you know, selling plates, and then I was doing small private events like Christmas parties and stuff like that. And everybody always ranted and raved about whatever I was cooking, and it I like it better that way because it allows me the time to put into cooking things as slowly as I need to. I don't want to be pressured to cook. I want to cook it at my own pace, and that way I know it's great. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. What about you? No, you just, you just like to cook. <laughs> yeah, man, um, I didn't, nobody really taught me how to cook, so I just, uh, I like to eat, so I just learned on myself, go to YouTube, yeah. type man, whatever works, works, but I never, <laughs> I never worked in a food restaurant or anything like that. But yeah. You just gotta learn, man. I, I don't know. Some people like eating ramen noodles. I was never that type of guy. You can make ramen taste good. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I ain't. I'm just saying. Some people like it. I, I, don't, I like to so eat. So, this is the shrimp and lobster. It cooks really fast. Am I doing it right? I'm gonna spill it right. That's yeah. the shrimp and lobster. I'm gonna pour this in a bowl and then start making my um my sauce to dip it in. Alright. I ain't no ramen. I just like eating good. I like eating good in the neighborhood. Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not Applebee's, but Not Applebee's. Yeah, you fucked up. You 
You can't beat that. You gotta exit that out. <laughs> Make your steaks better. Applebee's when we try to plug our food in. I was just, I was just doing that little uh, model. Yeah, you used to be a lot smaller. Yeah, I used to be like 180. Now I'm like 235. Jeez. Yeah. But you also work out, so. Yeah, I try, try to. I try to. I try to. All this food and calories, you gotta work out. So. Mm -hmm. And so this is. This is gonna be the basically the broth. You know, when Birria comes with the broth, mm -hmm. I'm doing a cream based broth that has the seafood up in it. Okay. Um, it's gonna have cra like Cajun crab in it as well. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. I'm cheating today and I'm not uh, shredding my own cheese only because the store was out of everything I needed. So, here that goes right here. <laughs> is this like a new recipe or is this something you made it up in my head the other day? Interesting. I did this uh, one time before, but I perfected the idea of the sauce and stuff, like literally last night. So, let me grab, go by you real quick and grab. Once the cheese is melted, you bring it out and then fold it. Wow. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, my chops are real. <laughs> I need this. Basically, anything that I do as far as business-wise, I'm going to coordinate to mix up with Myla and how I like, you know, donate to research because a lot of people, they can't, there's not a lot of funding for Dicer 1 syndrome right now. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to coordinate the research for it, like donate to that. And have, a lot of uh, organizations have helped us as far as bills goes because that's really hard. So um, we're also going to give back as, as far as that goes with our businesses that we've come up with. Mm -hmm. And basically just do what we can to get this on the map and talk about. Yeah. It is something that needs to be uh, talked about and brought to light. Yeah, Especially sure. how rare it is. I mean, for sure. if the doctors don't even know what to do. Yeah, so, so she has a doctor at VCU, Dr. Wang, which she's, she's great, but it's also like, it's been hard, it's been hard with the nurses and the other staff. But I'm not even going to mention that. That's something that only we brought up. Um, but she's coordinating with the Hi, baby. The experts in D.C. and the experts in Connecticut at St. Jude's and the experts at CHOP, which is the Children's Hospital of Pennsylvania. She's doing a board meeting with them. What was it? Yesterday she did her board meeting with them to figure out another plan of treatment and what else they can do. So with, with them not really knowing what this is, mm -hmm. can they can they can they say it's terminal? Yeah, uh, they know what it is. There's just no cure. Okay, so they know what it is, but there's no cure for it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. Um, so they did brain surgery back in March on her and re removed an apple-sized tumor mm. um, from her brain that they didn't even know was there. And then uh, after that, two more little tumors grew back. Cause that's that's what glioblastoma. That's the main. Um, that's her main diagnosis. But it's six cancers mutated into that glioblastoma, so it has components of different cancers. So it basically means it'll just sporadically pop up like wildflowers. You know, like when it rains and there's a bunch of mushrooms that just pop up out the ground. That's how her tumors can pop up. And since she's missing the um, genetic coding to prevent tumors and to prevent cancer, it's even more, it's going to be more predominant and happen more often than not. So, okay. Yeah. Mm. So this has been a thing doctors have seen before, they just don't, it's just rare they don't know how to treat. Yeah, they've seen it and it's more so amongst older people. I mean, oh, really? children have been diagnosed with it, but it's definitely more so amongst older people. Usually with children, the cancer will start in their like pulmonary gland and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, hers started in her brain and that's very different from what right. they've told us. Yeah, that's uh, you gotta be careful when it comes to the brain. You can't really do too much. Yeah, they have to take extra caution and if they're coming up with a plan, they really, really need to discuss it to make sure that it's 100% safe to do for her. Right. Which is why things are taking a little longer as well. They can't really approach it they, that they, the same way they would with an adult. Yeah, 100%. And... Uh, do you like red onions? Where'd she go? Okay. <laughs> what? Are you going to call it Can you do with red onions on your taco or no? Yeah. Okay. Do you? Yeah. All right. <laughs>
Just no pineapple for her. Uh, that's never going to be involved in my seafood. <laughs> I mean, other people may like it, but I don't believe in I like savory. I told Miley don't put pineapple on her pizza. <laughs> 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 I believe it, too. Said it's sour. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's the sauce if you want to show the camera. So we're going to be dipping the seafood in. This is the sauce. Um, it's nice and hot. And I'm using basil, so like when I said I like to mix different cultures, I'm using basil instead of um, cilantro. Because I think it tastes better. <laughs> Yeah. 
Get your partner to Sounds good. Huh? So it sounds good. Oh, God. Like, is it good? Oh, my God. I normally don't let people eat it until I try it, so I hope I didn't over-season it, because sometimes I tend to do that. I love seasonings. Like, probably the only white girl who seasons my This is amazing. Thank you. Hot. It is hot as hot as shit. Not that long, but shrimpy. Your roof for your mouth. Mm. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. That is good. This is all kinds of amazing. Thank you. I love it. I'm glad that I didn't mess it up with all the seasonings. Mm. Best breakfast I've had. Mm. <laughs> mm. This is amazing. Thank this, you. This is amazing. What is the name of your company? Milo's Munchies. Milo's Munchies. Milo's Munchies. Mm -hmm. Look out. Cool. Milo, are you cooking too? Say yeah. <laughs> you want to come here and try food, baby? Oh, she got your purse. <laughs> There ain't no money in it. So you want to come say hi? We might have like four bucks. You want to come say hi to the camera? Come on. Well, at least it matches your... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's playing dress up right now. Say hi. <laughs> You're going to be silly and shy. Say my name's Myla. All right, she's going to be silly. She's not going to tell you her name. What's her name? <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Daddy! <laughs> Who's that? Daddy! Who's that? Daddy! Who's that? Mommy! Mommy! Who's that? Who's that? We have to We're not on a first name basis yet. <laughs> Just that girl that shows up. Say K. Say <laughs> That's the best friend we've ever had. That's most of them, actually. Are you mad? He's spoiled, and now she's going to require that every time. No, we can't use the camera right now. It's, it's, work, it's working right now. Okay. Are you still hungry? Alright. No, we can take it to go. Okay. Uh, 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 don't grab that. Don't grab that either. That's the light. See the light? See the light? Oh, gross. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do you know I got to go boxes are? I think we have some to go boxes. I'll pick you up in a minute, go. okay? We're going to answer questions like we're in school, okay? Say cheese. Say cheese. 
Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Alright, so we're here with Kristen and James and Milo. What's your name? Say it out loud. Milo Freeman. Right? Who am I? Who am I? Mommy. Mommy, who's that? Mm-hmm. You being shy. Uh Maria. Uh <laughs> <laughs> she said Maria. And who's this? <laughs> 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 He's silly. Alright, so let's go ahead and start with the the beginning. Um, so we had actually fallen asleep on the couch because we were coloring and I was just like, F this, I'm not getting up. How would I rather just fall asleep? And usually we put her in her room. Let her breathe though! Let her breathe though! Let her Okay. <laughs> so usually we put her in her room and that night we didn't so I was really glad because I wouldn't have hurt her. Uh, she woke up crying and unable to move her right side. And it was actually her father who noticed because I had him come downstairs. I didn't notice. I thought she was just waking up screaming. Just, you know, like normal kids do. He noticed that, you know, her right side, her arm wasn't moving, her leg wasn't moving, her face was drooping. And so we rushed to Chippingham. And they were like, everything's going to move very fast. We have to transport you to VCU. And um, from there we learned she had bleeding in the brain. And so, like, my first friend that I ever met here summer, she was hitting me up when we were there. And I'm like, God, she's drunk and just wants to talk. Let me message her. I'm like, my kid's in the hospital. She was like, I know, she's on my table. So then <laughs> it's like a fucking scene from a movie. She comes running and like tackles me to hug me. And, um, Hi, Daddy. He's just. Hi, Mommy, Daddy. He doesn't know what to do. He can't talk. Like, he's just like so Daddy. overwhelmed. Daddy! Daddy, want mommy! I see you! <laughs> I see you, baby! I see you! Can you go get your iPad? Or your iPad? Go get it! Go get your iPad! I'm gonna get it for you! Here, Mama. You want, you want our phones? You want the phone? Yeah. Here. Get me! <laughs> so what comes after the give me? Say please. Yeah, please. Thank you. Good job. You gotta go get gotta it. You gotta watch it over there, though. Alright? <clears throat> watch it over there. No! Yes, Mama. We're doing an interview, baby. No, 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 no. It's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait, press that. <laughs> Drama. Wait, press that. All right, so. Um, so basically, they were preparing us, saying that, like, people don't live through these hemorrhages with that bad. So basically, they're preparing us for our child to die. And um, they couldn't figure out what it was, so when they discharged us, we didn't know, we still didn't know what it was, and had no plan of treatment. But she had to like learn to walk and talk all over again. So, and then after she learned to walk and talk over again, in late February, another, another brain hemorrhage and another stroke. And this time it was larger, so it's like everything happening all over. What's, what's the day? 
today. Today is Tuesday, baby. How how was she throughout all of this? God, she's so strong. Way stronger than we could be. I mean, she woke up from brain surgery and was saying, Cookie Monster! <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Just going right into it. <laughs> like, like nothing happened. <laughs> a normal toddler and everybody, the doctors, her dentist, her hematologist, everybody is just like, how is she so energized? And how is she so, like, reluctant to feel the pain and keep smiling and stuff like that? Throughout it's this, like a miracle. Throughout this whole experience, the last, what, year? Mm -hmm. Um, what were, like, the, the worst po points of it? Um, like, throughout, like, dealing with the doctors and the hospitals? What was... The constant worry that I'm going to wake up and my daughter... Um, that's the hardest. Mala. No. <laughs> the hardest part is just thinking that she's not gonna be here, and um, that constant fear because it is terminal. It was diagnosed terminal, and now it's like it's a clock ticking down in my head that it's gonna happen. So um, that's one of my constant fears. And then one of the hardships I faced was, you know, I'm so used to working and having side jobs and everything, and I wasn't able to work anymore. So I had to suck up my pride and um, accept donations to be able to pay for bills. Because there's no backup for us. Like, you know, I feel like the system, the government, or somebody should have some kind of backup plan for shit like this. Yeah. So, but there's not. And uh, I just threw my pride out the window and accepted whatever anybody could give us. And um, fortunately, they've all been like over the top amazing. Been able, we've been able to survive the past 11 months. Yeah, it's been 11 months solely because of that. And um, some of the foundations helped as well. But yeah, we would not have, we would have been homeless with a kid with cancer if it wasn't for everybody helping. Did you still need help though? Yeah, still need help. <laughs> kind of sucks, but I'm trying to like. Now I'm trying to put my foot forward and come up with things I can do at home to make money to take care of us. And, you know, he's doing his thing with school so he could get himself ahead, five years ahead as far as, like, the, the, the 25 days that he put into school is going to put him financially five years ahead once he starts his new job. So we're both uh, being active now and trying to figure out things so we don't have to sit here and accept money from people. Mm -hmm. So, how do you guys cope? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, it's hard. Um, either sleeping too much, sleeping too little. You know, definitely hit the bottle a few times. Definitely drank myself to sleep a few times so I could actually sleep. But um, other than that, just, you know, get by every day knowing that there is no sure way I'm going to know if she's going to live, so I want to give every day to her to make her smile. I want to make sure every day is something that is worth it for her and fulfilling for her. And forget about me and like just put myself to the side and just make it about her. Well, going on to you, aren't you suffering also? Oh, man. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had a partial hysterectomy. It's, I didn't speak about it because it's like not that big a deal to me. Like, I didn't, I felt the pain from like having the cancer and stuff, but 
it wasn't a big deal to me. And so it's my own fault that I let it go, that it spread. Because I was so focused on her that I didn't want to go to my doctor's appointments. I didn't want to go get fixed. Because I was like, if I mess a minute with her, then what? You so, put your self-care on pause for her. Yeah. I, I would do it a hundred times over. And then uh, surgery, it was pretty easy. So, And I'm pretty good now. But I don't ever want to focus on me when it comes to that. So... She comes first. Yeah, and um, I did the blood test and everything for Dyson One, and I don't have it, so uh, he's doing the blood test next to see if he has Dyson One and figure out if it it's a new mutation within her germline cells and coding blah blah blah, or if it came from family. If it was genetic. Most times it comes, it's passed down from family. Like ninety percent of the time, it's passed down. And there's no way of knowing because nobody ever tests for this, ever. Like, it's not a common test that people think, like, hey, you know, people left and right are getting cancer. Maybe we should test them for Dicer 1 since it's where you're, you're, not, you're missing the cells and everything that prevent it. Nah, there's no awareness on it. There's no, the testing is, like, only as needed instead of, you know, preliminary, like, you know that has when you have a child in the womb and they do all the DNA testing to find out if they have Down syndrome or autism or anything that has to do with that. I feel like they need to start doing for Dyson one as well. And that you testing think that that could have definitely prevented a lot of. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still would have had her, but I would have known. I right. Uh, I would have been able to know that this thing could have happened. Do you think if you guys would have known beforehand that her it would have changed, changed anything? Um, I believe it would have changed the amount of times that she almost saw life or death. Um, with the hemorrhages, I believe that we would have her monitored if we knew about it. Like, monitored to see if there's any complosive tumors or any kind of cells going haywire. I would have her monitored the way they're going to monitor her now for the rest of her life. They're going to yeah. do every two to three months. They're going to do full scans everywhere. We could have prepared for it yeah. more thoroughly. Yeah, they could have seen it coming instead of it just instead. being sporadic. And it, it could have killed her. Like, yeah. if, if we would have gotten to the hospital, you know, an hour late, and she would have been gone. Or let's say you guys were on vacation, you, you know, your parents were babysitting her. They would not have known what to do. They might have thought, hey, she's just crying because she's having a bad dream. Mm -hmm. And wake up and she's not here because she's bleeding in the brain. So do you think more parents should, like, can this test be requested? Yeah, it can be requested, but they want reason why it's requested, which is stupid. Like, this is a cell in your body. <laughs> like, you should be able to want to know if you're missing the, the stuff going on, like, to prevent it. And then you'll have answers and be able to figure out if it's gonna go haywire later in life. Like so, more 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 parents should like yeah. request for this test. Yeah, and also for themselves. Right. Even before you have a kid, you can get tested for it and be like, now I have this in mind. Do I want to have a kid? Right. Want to expose my child to you know developing cancer that could kill them? Right. You know, and then you have the options. That's a, that's a thing too. I feel like with doctors. They feel like if you ask them a question, then it's like, like uh, they try to like belittle you. It feels you, like, like we're, if, yeah, it's yeah. hard to understand. And then it's like, well, I've already researched 800 pages before I even came to question you, so don't tell me what's hard to understand. And I understood everything, everything yeah. that they told me, like, or the high things from you. Yeah. It's like since you don't have a PhD, they just think yeah, you're like, like, oh, like you're, you're they, told, they told me that I'm too inquisitive. 
definitely told me that a few times. Because you're because I'm asking questions that I know has terminal cancer. And, and I know you're wrong the outcome, for asking questions. Yeah, I know the outcome of some of the questions already and they don't want me to they don't want to tell me anything. Like did they, they didn't even tell us that she had cancer. Did they not tell you that, that her tumors were um that it was terminal? Um, they didn't tell us until like I literally got mad and like demanded that answer. I almost I almost cussed out um, one of the doctors and, uh, and she pulled me in the room and I'm like, man, you're you're hiding something from me. I'm not stupid. Yeah, bro. I'm not stupid. When they and she's like, no, 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 we're not hiding nothing. We're not hiding nothing. I'm like, you're sitting there hiding around the bush. Like every time I ask you a question, it's like you're nervous. Like. She was like damn oh, shaking. Oh, that was Dr. Austin. Yeah, every time. Jesus Christ. She's the one who walks to the the one um, fellow, which is the one who's learning. She walked her in and apologized for telling me that it was malignant and it was cancer. And said that uh, basically made her take it back. And then we get sent home with our discharge papers. And on the discharge papers, say grade four malignant brain tumor. Like, I'm, I'm too stupid to know what that means. And you want to like it's a lie that's the thing too but uh with hospitals they won't tell you but they'll put it in the patient portal oh yeah so they'll they'll, they'll put it in the patient portal and it'll be there first she's gonna drop that juice all over the floor Mom. hold on okay, wild child well, um, yeah <laughs> they'll put it in the patient here. portal but they won't okay. tell you yeah and and, and that's like why can't you inform us? Like, I don't know if they're scared like, the or... The other day we had, we had another MRI done for her. They put the results in the portal, but didn't even think to call us or set an appointment to sit down and talk with us that there's a new finding. The only thing that she says, I have to call them. I called them in the middle of the night because that's when I seen it. I called them in the middle of the night. I said, somebody needs to get my doctor on the phone. I don't care if she's at home or not. Somebody needs to get her on the phone. And I was like threatening people at the hospital. And I finally got a hold of Dr. Wang, which is her hematologist. And her hematologist, again, uh, it's hard to understand. No. <laughs> it's hard for you to explain because you don't want to be wrong. I get that. So why don't you just let me know what you're down to doing, which she told me that they were going to have a board meeting with the experts in um, Connecticut at St. Jude's, expert at the D.C. Hospital, and expert at CHOP, which is Children's Hospital of Pennsylvania or Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia, which are like the top three hospitals in America for this. And um, so they had the, that meeting yesterday, and I still haven't heard nothing. So there we go again. I'm going to have to call and threaten people. Do you think they're just... Don't touch that. Stop, please. Do you think they're afraid of... The reactions? I mean, it's, this is their job, though. You yeah. know, like, what? why are they... Yeah, we pay you to be a doctor. Yeah, they're being, they're, they're, they, they're getting paid to tell, to take care of people. Why, what do you think they're? Watch out, she's gonna grab the camera. I've been explaining that they don't want to give me any answer until they're done. And I'm like, I'd rather know and know that it's what you're trying to investigate. Myla, baby. Myla. Myla. So that, so she's full of energy, as you can hear, because we're gonna not clip this out at all. Hi, Dad. <laughs> so yeah basically like I'd rather you tell me you're unsure and keep me in the loop along the way than have me waiting on edge and anxiety attacks left and right to tell me later on when you finally figure something out right like tell me now I'll go along with you like I'm the type of parent I can hold my stuff together and not break down 
until I'm alone in my car or alone in the shower. Like you can sit here and come at me full. I die. I die. Every parents or family member is different, but you should treat them all at the same at the same pace. Like tell them straightforward. Like this is they need to know. Like this is not nothing to be hidden. Like information. Information needs to be. They they are treating the patients as as if they're ignorant. A lot of patients aren't. I'm and, gonna ask questions. And I feel, maybe they do fear the, fa the fact that if they do give you a diagnosis <laughs> and it's not true, then they can get sued for that. I'm gonna find something for her to do. She's getting out of control. Mm -hmm. No! Come here. You're not? <laughs> so, for you, what's, what's the hardest? Part about this, well, we we know the the obvious, but like besides that, like dealing with this, it's, the hardest part for me is and like trying to balance making money and um, the, all the situation, like staying at the hospital for days at a time. You know, that's that's just like jail, man. Like. I just been like town coming there and it's just like man, you might as well be in jail, you know what I mean? Sitting in there for couple, five, six days, you know, sharing bathrooms with somebody else in the other room and just doctors coming in every two, three hours, waking you up. Yeah, you gotta sleep in a hard chair. It's like man, it, it, it's torture. Like yeah, it really is. Like. You would think that, especially with somebody you know that you know is staying there for maybe a day or two, like you know that's fine. But like you staying there for like four or five days, or weeks, or weeks, and then you know they give you a hard chair. Like you might as well sleep on a damn steel chair that you sleep on. Cause that's exactly what it feels like. You wake up, your back can't move, and it's just like. But the hardest part for me is trying to work, so like and survive. And also have to deal with my daughter at the same time because it's definitely a teamship situation. It's like it can't be just put on one person, you know. Especially now because of uh, the COVID pandemic and everything. Oh, yeah. Before the pandemic, we would have had home health care aides come and help around the house. Like they would help me if I'm too depressed to clean, they'll come clean. Or if I need to shower and I can't leave her they'll sit with her while I shower. Like, they have people to help you before this, and now they can't do that. Yeah. They have things that they put together to have the children have fun, like the cancer children, the people, the children have cancer, they'll have fun together. Mm -hmm. She's isolated and can't have fun with anybody until her counts are up. So how did y'all have to deal with, like, dirty whole, uh, hospital rooms, too? Like, with her immune system <laughs> being so low. Did I raise hell? Yeah. Boy, did I raise hell. I was cussing everybody she out. She can't be there. around that, right? Not at all. I took pictures. I, uh, I took pictures. I took video. I did everything. And then I got the nurse coordinator in the room, and I lost it. I said, now you're sitting here telling me when I go home, I have to vacuum up and you know, sanitize everything, every time, every day, all the time, which I do anyway, but they're like making it on me. Mm -hmm. But I come in here and there's blood stains on the floor, hair tumbling, the bathtub full of like blood and wrappers of random stuff, like just food on the floor. And I wasn't aware of it when we got admitted because it was nighttime and I was like, we're going to bed. I didn't think to look, you know, it's their responsibility to keep right. clean. When I wake up, I see that. I raised 
hell. I don't think I've ever been so mad. What was the compensation? That was during for her first second chemo treatment. Yeah, what was the compensation? Oh, they made it. <laughs> they tried to. They got the big wigs in there with their like the suits and stuff. They came in there apologizing and they're making up for it now by giving us free food from the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. That really messed up for putting my daughter at risk. Wow. Great. You guys are awesome. Everyone knows how lovely that cafeteria food is, too. <laughs> hey, thank you for that, man. So, if if there's um one thing that you could get done to help, not just yourself, but few parents that might have this yeah. issue also, like, what would it be? Um, take advantage of all the resources appointed to you by the hospital because we weren't aware about how much they could actually help us until like the late months, like probably three months ago, maybe. Um, definitely ask for a patient advocate along the whole way. It doesn't matter if they're mistreating your child or not, having that patient advocate there will prevent a lot of things. Um, and then ask for the hospital appointed uh, social worker so you can figure out bills, figure out, you know, if I say I need some food, they'll send us a gift card for food. Like, I didn't know any of these were an option until recently, so definitely know what you can do to help yourself, for sure. Are things getting easier or harder? It can be both. Just depends on the day for real. Yeah. Um, it's harder for me knowing that it's terminal and they gave a prognosis time and um, now that they, they can't do any more chemo because it's hard on her body. So, so it's like, what can you do to save my child if there's another tumor because they're just popping up left and right. They can't do chemo. What are you going to do? They said weigh out the risk of brain surgery and see if it's worth it. So it's just like, I'm just fighting the clock, basically. Just waiting. Sorry. <laughs> Man, this is very hard. I, I can't imagine how you guys even are handling this, but you guys are doing great. Thank you. Definitely not something anybody should go through at all. Um, yeah, especially from going from such a healthy kid. And it happened out of the blue. Out of the blue. She was she not even had a cold before no. this. Not even a sneeze. Like she was so healthy. I, know, I, I thought everything. Was everything good. I could do. Even like as a baby, she never had jar food. Like I always made her food and pureed it. Like it was never. Like she had a few jar foods, but I changed my mind on that because when I tasted it, I was like, hell no, yeah. she's not eating this. She was eating steak. Yeah, had, like, she was eating steak. But as as parents, there's there's absolutely nothing you could have done to prevent this. Not at all. And I was finding ways to blame myself in the beginning. So yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how you blame myself. This is not nothing. You can't point the blame at anyone. They definitely just need to bring more awareness on Dicer One syndrome, though. So that way. You know, you could test for it while they're in the womb or test the parents before they decide to have a baby. You know, slip-ups happen, so you can't be like, okay, let's test for it and then 
if I get pregnant, I'm pregnant. You know, just whatever. Just test for it. Like, test everybody. Why hey. would you not test for something that's so under-researched? Uh, that way you don't even have to, you know, go through torture like this. This yeah. is torture. Pure torture. Yeah, 100%. Why would you want to so get birth? Everybody has cancer lately. Everybody I freaking out is getting cancer or has had cancer or is losing their life to cancer. So if this is a thing that your, your genes can't produce the cell to prevent cancer, then why not test for that? It's for everybody. Why would you want to give birth to a child and then just see them pass away? Is, yeah. I'd rather... If we would have planned it, I would not have had a child. Yeah. If the same now, Myla, I love her, and I would have got tested while she was in the womb and been like, okay, well now we were prepared. I would never take that from her or take away the fact that I want her here. Right, I wouldn't right. take it but, away either, but if, we, if I knew exactly... I wouldn't put myself through this. You wouldn't want to put her through that. Before ever getting pregnant, before ever getting pregnant. Now, yeah. If I'm pregnant with her and they tell me that she tested yeah, for it, but then if I'm you like, prior, you all right, take we'll do the scans and give her... Say cheese. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I really appreciate you guys doing this interview and thank you for doing this. For what it's worth, you know, you guys are doing great and Oh you fucked <laughs> <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> Dropping bombs. <laughs> We're gonna keep that. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally her and her personality. <laughs> she seems she seems like a happy yeah. Happy kid and just a normal toddler. <laughs> yeah. You never know. She might beat 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 the chances. You know. Yeah. She's doing like great. She came through so much. There's no reason for something to be hard to be taken away at this point. Mm -hmm. I die like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's how I uh, keep my positive mindset. Take She's a picture of me. So much. Take a picture of me. Take a picture of me. <laughs> All right, hold on, okay. All right, well, thank you guys for doing this episode for Dopish. Yeah, um, sure. thank you. Hopefully more awareness is is, is brought to life about this, about Dyson Wynn Syndrome. More people need to know about this. Um, and we hope for the best for her. And Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully the future holds something good for all of, for all of you guys. And for sure. And buy some of their seasonings and food. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you guys. All right, thank